0: the keel hauled podcast i'm your host captain logan and we've got a lot of sea of thieves news to cover today so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast ahoy there pirates i hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend i know i did this week it is nothing but the rogues Legacy Adventure. We're going to be talking about the latest adventure to hit Sea of Thieves. We're going to be breaking it down, what I thought of it, how you can avoid some of the issues that we ran into when we were actually doing this this weekend. So sit back, relax, let's get into it. But before I do any of that, I have to thank the patrons. They're the ones that went over to patreon.com forward slash podcast. like you can if you would like to support this content and help make my life easier just by supporting me. Otherwise tell a friend, rate the the show there's plenty of ways to support without having to do so uh through the patreon but if you do you get to get your name called out just like these fine folks here so thank you to people's republic Lcute cute Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Jabaro 5, Carl Embo, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Raja the Brave, Regis Stella, Replicated Flame, Rust Bell Kid, Norwegian, Skamelt666, Sudesh, Captain Dasm, That Kilted Guy, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Hager Owl, Jeff F, Jeff H, actually. Jeff, you're brand new to the Patreon. Let me know what you'd like to have as your name. Uh, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Roosky Skinny Matt, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. It really does help. It really does mean the world to me and I appreciate everything that you do. Thank you. First up on today's docket, we need to talk about patch notes because we just got done with patch notes. Well, these are new patch notes, so let's get into some of the changes that came with this most recent adventure. We did get a small patch, although there wasn't actually any kind of downloading that needed to be required. This was just a back-end treating that they did to kind of... Help with some of the uh, the progress challenges that people were running into by once they hit 100, they were getting to 200 too quickly. They were getting to 300. And this uh, whole, whole battle for the Sea of Thieves, they really want to make sure that this is something that people will enjoy the rewards uh, for a long time coming. You know, you don't want to get in there, get it all done and then have nothing to do that would be terrible. Then the devs would have to continue making more content for those very, very adamant people who are uh, able to get in and get all the content done as quickly as possible. So if we're looking at the faction progress, balancing the the little patch notes here said, following player feedback and internal review, the amount of allegiance required to progress beyond level one hundred with the Guardians of Fortune or the Servants of the Flame has been increased. Our intention with level one thousand rewards was to create a long term reward for skilled players to strive towards, and recent changes have may well, will help boost that challenge and make the accomplishments truly reflective of the player's efforts in. The battle for sea of thieves. Now, if you look at this compared to most other things in the game, the thing you gotta remember is, is that there are going to be multitude of different milestones that you're going to work on with uh, captaincy. And much like with captaincy, progressing the faction with the battle for sea of thieves is not like your typical faction progression, it's not like your your traditional trade companies. Once you get a hundred. You're in you get to go down into the lair. you get to go to into the pirate legend expansion and uh, you get to go check out all of those different rewards now how dedicated you are to continuing the progression through those uh, rewards and, and get your way up to 100 from what I've told they're actually really good cosmetics especially the uh, the pirate legend you get a, a not only do you get the, the ghost curse at 100 that's pretty cool. And there's a lot of uh, commendations tied to that in the Pirate Legend or the Athena's Fortune or the Guardians of the Fortune uh, or Guardians of Fortune um, um, little reputation pain. Uh But there's also some really cool stuff. So if you're a fan of uh, uh, the Mysterious Stranger, there's a really nice recolor or a, 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 a type of uh, cosmetics that make you look like the Mysterious Stranger, which is fantastic. Looks, looks really cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But also uh, some of the different curses that you can get with the skeleton curse. Those are in different tiers as far as like 200, 300, 400, 500. The different things you can earn once you get through the battle for Sea of Thieves. Once you get past that level 100. And the idea here is, is that these are things that should be accomplished over time. That you have long term goals to work towards cosmetics that you work towards and this is very in line with what we got with the uh, dark adventurer set the dark adventurer set is a very expensive gold sink it is a very expensive cosmetic set and when it first came out many people were able to buy it right away because they had been playing so frequently they had been grinding gold so much that by the time that that sweet uh, or that that clothing set had come out they already had enough gold to be able to buy that. Now, many of us had enough to be able to pick up a few pieces, especially the sales, since they're such a, a boon in most PvP for the, uh, the actual helmsman. And because of that, a lot of people are able to pick up a few pieces here and there, and they'll try and work towards that over time. It's going to be a long grind. And unfortunately, with Captaincy, if you didn't buy it all the way uh, at the beginning, now you're having to compete with different decorations and hull sets and trinkets and things like that that you want to buy as well. And those are all very expensive. Not to mention the original inclusion of new sets that come into the clothing, the equipment shops in Sea of Thieves. There's a lot to spend money on right now. And that's not even getting into a lot of the uh, different supplies or voyages that you can purchase or uh, what you might need if you're working on the battle for the Sea of Thieves and those two different allegiances. So I think Sea of Thieves, and this is kind of a weird little side note from the patch notes, I think we're good with sinks. I think we've got enough gold sinks now. I don't really hear anyone complaining about not having anything to spend their gold on. Now, what we see in the future where it comes to the balloon sinks... I think that's going to be a little bit different and i do suspect that in the future rare is starting to work on a way to have doubloon sinks and to start building a little more value and a little more cosmetics or a little more uh uh, tools or, or or what have you behind those doubloons and those might actually become a little more interesting uh you know it would be interesting to see them shift a lot of the uh, resources that are currently prized in the uh, battle for the sea of thieves like the blunder bombs and the chain shots the fire bombs uh the the high level fruit things like that the meat Uh, i suspect that there could be a balancing where those actually cost doubloons compared to gold but We'll have to see. There's not really any way to really tell, but it'll be interesting to kind of find out when it does actually show up. So with this uh, adventure, we also got a couple fixes. So I wanted to talk about those since we're still in the in the patch notes here. The battle for Sea of Thieves. Players traveling beneath the waves should no longer, able, or, or the waves, wait, what does this even say? Come on, let me see this. There's two L's. I don't even know if traveling has two L's in it. that's a lot of l's for traveling players traveling beneath the waves should no longer Able to receive damage from their crewmates. This was hastily written. Uh, so you should no longer be able to damage your crewmates while you're traveling beneath the waves. I think is what they're getting at here. Uh, players who arrive on the Ferry of the Damned while their ship is diving into the deep will now be returned to their ship safely and no longer return to the world as a ghost with unintended consequences. Hmm. wonder what those unintended consequences looked like. Maybe they were in vulnerability. Who knows? We'll have to find out. People will tell us. People will see a thieves this stuff. Next up, crews defeated in battle will now consistently be moved to the sinking wreck sequence. Sinking, sinking, sinking wreck, wreck, sinking wreck sequence. Oh, I don't like that. Before being taken to a new server, even when crewmates are present on the Ferry of the Damned, uh, if you don't know, you would get kicked out to an island or a mermaid, and it was kind of weird, but then you'd get ported. So, eh, it's just it fixes it. Crews defeated in battle and immediately leaving the game will no longer cause the winning crew to become stuck in battle and unable to continue their streak. Rage quitting... Will no longer mess with the winning crew. I like that. That's a good fix. Tall Tales. Crews sailing through the tunnels of the Damned as part of the Sea of Thieves of Pirate's Life Tall Tales will now be able to fire their cannons as normal upon returning or arriving at their location. That's a positive fix. I don't know why that got messed up, but I'm glad that that's a fix. Uh per, let's see, what else we got? Performance and stability. Client stability has been improved, reducing scenarios where players experiencing a game crash. I hope this is actually in response to the eight-hour bug. Uh this was uh something that I found out by watching oh gosh, I think it was Beardly. I think Beardly was talking about it when he was uh streaming. I was getting drops and they had mentioned that uh eight hours. If you'd been playing for eight hours on the client, uh, it would just it would, your your client would just crash. So hopefully that's what that's about. Um, there are still a few known issues. So if you guys uh, are out there and and you're running into something and you're not quite sure what's going on with it, maybe these will be some of the things that will uh, help get fixed in the in the future, and you'll know going in that this is a known issue. Legend of the Veil Voyage failure due to lost quest items. We'll get into this in, in a little bit in the future here, too. I got a, a, some news about this with the adventure. Crews may encounter scenarios where a Legend of the Veil Voyage can fail due to a missing quest item that ha, that was safely stored on the ship. So be careful putting your stuff like the... Voy, the what's it called? Veil Crystals? Veil... I think they're Veil Crystals. I don't know. Veil Gems? They could be gems. I think they're crystals, though. I don't know. The Veil Stones, uh, as I'm just going to call them because I don't know if they're gems or uh, whatever, <laughs> those uh, could, could disappear. So be careful about those. Nigh-unsinkable achievement is unavailable. Currently, Crews will not currently unlock the nigh-unsinkable achievement on Xbox or Steam when reaching an allegiance streak of four. Just be careful about that. If you're going for that achievement just be aware it's bugged right now visual issues underwater following battle after diving beneath the waves to find a rival crew in the battle for the sea of thieves players visiting the sunken kingdom may experience visual issues when swimming into the depths gold earned milestone issues crews earning gold by cashing in an hourglass of fate following a battle will find the gold earned milestones do not currently progress That's a big one. That's a real big issue. Then there's also the reduced server performance as well as the ranged and melee weapon hit detection. Those are ongoing issues. Um, They did mention that while improvements were most recently released in the update uh, 2.5.3 and uh, bear in mind, this is 2.7.01 currently we're in 2.7.0 um for as far as like patch updates so a couple updates back uh the team is continuing to work on further improvements for future updates for the reduced server performance those are really kind of the main issues i think with sea thieves is um a lot of folks are just kind of at the point now where you're either okay with the server performances you're okay with the hit detection to the point where you'll continue playing or you're not and you generally stop playing Um, A lot of folks kind of upset about stuff like that, but that's it for the show notes uh, or not the show notes. These aren't the show notes, although they are for this episode. These are the patch notes. Um, I think it's time to get into the rogues legacy. All right. So I'm going to pull this from the uh, the actual release notes because I'm going to be talking about kind of what you got to do. And and if you don't know, there's actually some really good guides out there. There's some video guides. There's some uh, 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 written guides um, for how to actually go through the Rogue's Legacy. I want to talk a little bit about the history of uh, the the main character in this story because I think it's very fun to kind of dive into the lore aspect of this. But starting it off, before we get too far, uh, the Rogue's Legacy is going to be running from December 8th, which was a, a couple days ago. And that's actually not entirely true. It actually came out on the 9th. Um, they actually delayed it by a day. I don't know why. Not really sure. They didn't really give a reason. Uh, Rare didn't necessarily need to give a reason, um, but it actually started up on the 9th. But it will be going until the 22nd of December. So you have a couple weeks. You should be jumping in there, trying to get it done. This is one of the ones where... Um, it's going to depend on how many people are working on it when you go to do this. If no one is doing it, then you should be good. Should be golden. Shouldn't have any problems. Should be easy as cake or pie or, you know, should be easy. Uh, if there's other people working on it, that's where you might run into a little bit of an, an, an issue, especially if you kick it up and they're a little bit ahead of you. And I'll, I'll get a little bit into that in, in a bit here, but um, just to kind of preface. So try and see if you can find, um, if, uh, if you kick it up and you start noticing people doing stuff or you start getting uh, a little notifications that things are being done and, you, and you're not the one doing them, you might want to quit out on the adventure, jump on a different server and try your luck on that one. Uh, also as always with, with, with adventures. Don't stock up on this kind of stuff. Don't don't jump in there and be like, all right, let's 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 buy as much supplies as we can. We never know what we're going to get into, so let's be prepared. No, nah, go in there, stock ship. Don't worry about it. Just pick up stuff while you're out there. Uh, don't spend any money trying to make sure that you're ready for a fight, especially if you're going on an adventure. You have no idea what that server is going to end up being like, and I'd, ha- I'd, I'd really hate for you to have to spend all that just to lose it because you had to hop server. So just some advice, heads up, go into it knowing that. After hearing of Tasha's troubles, Lorena directs pirates to Plunder Outpost to speak with Madame Olivia, who seeks a cure within the memories of the infamous Captain Brigsey. By following the clues, Briggsy left behind in lessons on becoming an adventurer, venture into the wilds to complete the tasks and challenges once meant for Tasha, bringing back artifacts spelt very oddly, to help Olivia find the answers she needs. Pirates who fully complete the adventure will earn an exclusive title and a cosmetic reward to serve as a memento on their quest. Now, if you don't know, the little memento that you get is a replica of the compass that you get for this actual adventure. And you can actually go to over to thieves.com forward slash adventures, and you can actually track your progress. Funny enough, the splash page for this actually does indicate that it kicked off on the ninth, as opposed to the eighth. So little discrepancy on there as far as uh, uh, when the date started off. Um, but to kind of give you a bit of a background on this Tasha is the tavern keep over at uh, ancient spire outpost. Now, if you if you've been with the game since uh, at least anniversary update when they came out with all of the tall tales the original nine tall tales I think it was uh, you you'll remember that there were a couple that pertained to Briggsy Briggsy is actually in the books she's actually in the comics uh, if I recall correct oh, no 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 i take that back she's only in the books uh and in the game of course obviously tall tales talking about it right um but tasha is one of those people who have been one of the ttt tavern keeps for ancient spire outpost and she is head of the unicorn tavern which if you don't know many of you probably don't it is called the unicorn tavern it's a very nice tavern. I actually like it. Uh, she has been there for quite some time. And she has actually been two or parts of two different tall tales. Uh, the legendary storyteller uh, is the main one that you're going to be aware of her from. And the reason for it is because her tall tale actually deals with Captain Briggsy. If you don't know who Captain Briggsy is, you might want to go back and actually play through this. She is a Machiavellian uh, a pirate, uh, ben- uh, you know, amazing to herself, amazing to others, able to break out of any prison that she's ever been in, able to solo anything. She'll pick up a crew as much as she wants. She is the ultimate open crew pirate. She usually runs solo and loses a lot of ships if, if, we're, <laughs> if we're being honest she loses a lot of ships but unfortunately her uh, time um, her time came a little bit sooner than she anticipated uh, unfortunately Briggsy herself is actually someone who was cursed uh, she didn't ask to be cursed uh, funny enough but she just really wants to kill you um, and I think part of that is due to her nature. I think that the curse that she's with is is just a part of who she is. She's, she is uh, 100% like a a a kind of a I'm trying to think of it just like a straight up pirate. you know she's really, really willing to kill you. Um, and it was very interesting to kind of see her come back, especially given that uh, we've we haven't really heard a whole lot from her, you know and, and it's one of those things where, Her story was told in the original Tall Tales, and that was good enough for most of us. We've seen uh, with the Tall Tales and especially with the legendary storyteller, that Tall Tale was very cool because it took um, Tasha... Who is kind of the the everybody's person, the person that you go in looking through her perspective to understand what's going on with Captain Briggsy, and as you're following this uh, this tall tale book of uh, of of the stories that Briggsy had uh, told. Oh, my cat is sneezing. You okay? You gonna make it? All right. I love you. Oh, sorry motion sensor for whatever reason is getting into a sneezing fit if you guys don't know i i just had a whole bunch of uh carpet cleaning that i did this weekend if you haven't been following my socials so there's just it just it smells like like chemical cleaners and stuff like that in my apartment so i think she's just sneezing out of either that or she's doing something stupid i don't know she's probably doing something stupid who knows getting back into Briggsy, tasha was the one that actually ended up um kind of writing down all of the stories that Brixie had told her. And when you kick off the legendary storyteller, it's very interesting because I went and I, w- I wanted to play through it again. I wanted to see what it was like because it's been so long since I actually jumped into that. And it's one of my favorite tall tales. It genuinely is. Uh, so when I got to the, the tall tale, I found out that Tasha was actually very, um, very upset. She was very downtrodden. Uh, she thought that all of the stories that Briggsie had told her were all lies because she was just a kid when she was being told all these stories and her father had told her, you know, I don't believe anything that a pirate tells you, everything that they say is going to be a lie. So she's got these storybooks of her and Briggsy uh, going out on adventures and stuff and her rescuing Briggsy and being able to wear this crown, which... Spoilers for anyone that hasn't done the original Tall Tales is actually part of the Shroud Breaker artifact that you use to go to the Shores of Gold to be able to kill the uh, the, the Gold Hoarder in his original timeline when, when he was actually there as opposed to part of the Dark Brethren court. And um, as you kind of work your way through this storybook, you start to go to different islands and you find these different things and you come to realize that Briggsy wasn't lying. And she was telling the truth about all of these different adventures. And it really emboldened uh, Tasha. She was really, really excited about that. And as a result, um, she wanted to say that she was kind of like at the point of uh, at the point of the end of the story. She was basically at that point where she was like, you know, I, I really should consider going out and becoming my own and pirate becoming having an adventure on my on my own, you know, I really shouldn't be stuck sitting behind a barkeep mopping up spilled grog for other pirates, right? Like I, I should go and do, I find my own adventure, find my own memories, and and really have some fun. And that's at, at the end of that, you end up getting Briggsy's sail, um, or actually, I think it's the hat. Yeah, I think it's the hat. You think you get Briggsy's hat at the end of this, which is it's it's a hilarious hat. Uh, but for all intents purposes. You... See Tasha at the very end, just really happy that things are are kind of all said and done, and that she's she's happy that those that those dreams uh, were real. And she even says that she says like the dreams she left me were real. Those were uh are those are what are what matters most, right? Not her becoming a cursed skeleton that ends up getting killed. Um, and she says that the she I love this line. I'm gonna read it verbatim. Actually, I pulled up the wiki for this. I miss those dreams. The world wants us to grow up so fast but being able to see every day like it's a new adventure we only learn that when we're young I reckon that's something worth holding on to and you know what there's still a few pages left space enough for me to add stories of my own this tavern was dad's dream not mine I'm gonna do it raise some coin find a sloop and live my own adventures just like you and Briggsy. And that's, that's the end of that. That's such a great ending. You know, it's such an emboldening uh, statement. It feels good to feel like you're taking agency of your own life. So when we get, when now fast forward, we're getting into the rogues legacy. This is really interesting because when you go see Tasha, something is wrong and you're not really sure what's going on, but it's clear Tasha has been playing with something and as a result, it's caused her to get cursed. the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show fast forward to the start of this adventure you're being sent from lorina to plunder outpost where you meet up with Madame olivia who is now trying to save Tasha, you find out that she is trying to unlock some of Briggsy's memories. Now, if you don't know, Briggsy is actually dead. Her skeleton has been destroyed, and her skull is being carefully guarded by Madame Olivia. The reason why we are trying to do uh, the, the, the memory or why we're trying to get the memories from uh, Briggsy, is so that we can help try and figure out what it is that Tasha is uh, cursed by and if there is actually a way to save her from becoming a skeleton. So funny enough, that's a, the one thing a lot of people are working towards right now, right? So you head over to Pl- uh, Plunder Outpost and you go into the Order of Souls tent and there's Tasha and Madame Olivia filling you in on how to try and find out more about what was going on with Briggsy, trying to uncover some of those things. And you find out that Tasha has a book given to her by Briggsy called Lessons on Becoming an Adventurer. And inside, there is a checklist of things that you need to do. There's different lessons that you need to complete to be able to prove that you're an adventurer. And it's a challenge that Briggsie has set up for Tasha to be able to go out and make sure that she knows how to understand the future, the past, what have you. So Tasha has this enchanted compass that was given to her, and Maddie, Madame Olivia gives you a checklist, and you have to go through and start marking off some of the things that you have to do with this checklist. And the first thing that you have to do is follow the compass to find some of Briggsy's teacher in quotations skeletons and recover their keys and then you have to use those keys to unlock specific chests that are buried around the world inside those chests are going to be the clues as well as notes and artifacts that you need to be able to try and unlock some of the memories from Briggsy's skull so, you head out and you have to follow the compass. The compass will take you to different islands. There are going to be different skeletons there. Those skeleton captains will look very reminiscent of Briggsie. Uh, And once you kill those skeletons, you get the key and a missing clue page that will then go into your book. You keep following the compass around until you get all four keys. There's going to be four chests. And inside the book, you'll see that there are four different pictures those pictures correlate to different island locations you need to go to those locations to dig up the chest very much like how some of the other uh, adventures have been how some of the other um, legend of the veil voyages are done as far as like the zoomed in map you gotta know the location of those places to be able to find out like where they are and there's definitely some good guides i'm not going to give you any spoilers on where you gotta go but it's a very interesting kickoff because at first there's it's really hard to know like kind of where it is. you kind of have to figure out like what's going on. And sometimes it's better just to follow the compass in this case. just make sure you're following the compass to get the different keys. Once you've got all three of the keys, uh, that's when you'll have to actually head over to um, the the next section of the story. Uh, and, and one of the things that I do want to say is that as you're digging stuff up, you'll get different, uh, chests and these chests are going to be like a chest of history. You've got another one that's going to be, um, the, Oh, I'm just blanking on it. The chest of inspiration. Yes. Chest of inspiration. And then the chest of location. And those three chests are going to be the main ones that you want to get, um, inside you're going to find different things, but the main, the main takeaway here is that you're trying to figure out what's going on with Briggsy. Why did she do all this? And one of the things that I think was very interesting was that these are all taking place in the wilds. And the reason you're going to the wilds is because we've been seeing some interesting changes in the wilds. And if you head over to different islands, specifically, I think one, two, three, maybe four, four islands, uh, four of the main big islands, have kind of r- r- alive areas. <laughs> if you look at the wilds, most of the stuff there is all brown and gray or uh, dead. There's not a whole lot of life except for a couple little pockets of life on these new islands. And this is brand new. This is what's fascinating about this because this adventure is starting to kind of give you an idea of what's going on. And the reason you know this is because of the journals. Now, You're following the book, you're following the compass, you're picking up the keys, and you're going after the chests. And along the way, you find journals. And these aren't just any journals, these are dark brethren journals. And you find out that the warsmith, Duke the Dark Lord, and Amaranta are searching for the reason why Briggsy was trying to find some way to restore herself from becoming a skeleton lord. This is very interesting because in these journals, you start to dive into a little bit of the lore about what Briggsy was after. Briggsie was trying to figure out where the heck she could find a curse or a a artifact or something that could keep her from becoming a skeleton. And it clicks and you start to realize that even though you're kind of following along in the storybook about how to become an adventurer, following the different teachings and getting the different chests... Brigsy is trying to set up tasha to be an adventurer tasha is now inflicted with this curse and the best way to try and figure out if Brigsy knew how to become a a human being from becoming a cursed skeleton is to go through the the steps that she set out for tasha unbeknownst to tasha that maybe Brigsy is the one that left the curse maybe someone else uh you know maybe someone else attacked her if you if you go through the books it's really interesting because um the dark Brother and court are splitting up and they're going out to different islands to try and track down what Briggsy was was looking after what she was seeking and how she got it if she got it at all they're trying to figure this all out and it's really interesting to look at this adventure from two different perspectives because from one perspective, and this is a very interesting design element. From one perspective, you're looking at it from Tasha's perspective, following the teachings of Briggsy. From the other perspective, you're following the Dark Brethren court, the different members of the Dark Brethren court, as they try and trace down what Briggsy's reasoning was for the things that she did in certain areas, and everything that you find all of these journals in, all of these little journals, and this is a bit of a spoiler, so I apologize for this. If, if you, I'll, I'll give you, you know, 10 seconds to, to avert your ears, uh, they're in the little, restored areas of the wilds the little grassy green areas it's beautiful there um and i think a lot of that ties to when Briggsy is searching for this cure from becoming a skeleton cursed captain right i think whatever she found is the same thing that is sparking life on these islands in the wilds and it's a very interesting prospect because It's spoken about in the journals about how the Dark Brethren Court thinks that everyone that's been cursed, whether it be Rook, whether it be Flameheart, whether it be Briggsy, whether it be other skeletons out there, they were all searching for this cure. They were all searching for a way to become flesh again. And the Warsmith is adamant that this is the wrong approach. This is the foolish approach. But for whatever reason, the the warsmith feels like this is a compelling enough power that not only if she can get it she can harness it and potentially use it against her enemies as a a kind of a um ace up the sleeve if you will or an ace up the i don't know there's a little (laughs) sorry i'm trying to make a a a witty a witty joke here about because the order of souls i don't know if you guys ever seen the order of souls but they've got a little pouch on the side of their thing and they got a bunch of They got a deck of cards in there and in there it's like a, it's, it's the, the one of spades and it's a, it's a dumb joke. It's a, it's a visual joke that you probably wouldn't have noticed, but sorry. I I had to, I wanted to get that out there. So anyway, bad jokes aside, it'll be very interesting to find out a, if the dark brethren court has actually found this power. And that's why these areas in the wilds are starting to look restored B if Briggsy found it and uh didn't get to use it or realize that maybe she's not the right person to use it because maybe it's like a one-time use you know you don't you don't get to just have an infinite ability to become flesh again and she wanted to save it for tasha maybe she knew this was going to happen um or three she got it and it was taken from her and uh or you know maybe we'll go with four four it was just never found and they're just now trying to work that out um but at the end of the day, there's a, a very interesting path that goes here because one of the islands sends you over to crooked masts. And at that point, you have two two choices to make. You can either follow the journals and it will take you to another island, or you can follow the the book, the actual adventure book, and go to a different island. And that's where the that's where the story diverges, because from the perspective of the Dark Brethren Court, they don't have the book like you do. They are going based off of what they can work off of the, the history of Captain Briggsy, right? And it's very interesting because I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, why aren't we going to the right islands to get the journals and the, the adventure? Why are we having these weird things that kick off to these other islands that don't even really even matter to the actual book? And that's because these are being done at different timelines, right? Briggsy set up the book. Briggsy gave the book to Tasha. Tasha is working her way, well, we're working through the book for Tasha at the moment. And the Dark Brethren Court was smack dab in the middle of that time so that time frame, trying to work out what the heck Briggsy is doing or was doing or what she did and is trying to work it all out without the guidance of the book. It's a very, it's a very interesting design choice. And logically, I, I understand where they're going from. I like it knowing that it is because we are following two different parties we're we're following Briggsy's party and tasha's party of the mindset that we're going after the how to become an adventure but we also have the dark brother in court who are trying to divulge the secrets that Briggsy uh was working towards and it's it's not taking us to the end goal of the adventure but it is 100% following the natural path that they had as they were trying to work out what was going on. And I like that because the lore in the journals right now has actually been some of the best... Uh, like content that we've seen to kind of push the story forward in fact i would actually say that the are the the adventures themselves have had some of the best uh, lore that i've seen in the game to, to to date like it really is amazing to get some of this lore in game and actually like have that discovery moment like as you're reading them and to, to, to go through this and, and have it be such a separate thing, but then realize like why these journals feel so disjointed from the rest of the adventure, it's, it's really well designed. It's really well thought out. And I like that they are being bold enough to force the player to think about when you're in the mindset of Briggsy or Tasha, you're going to go this way, or you could follow the Dark Brethren in court and go that way. And it's very interesting to think about that. I like that. I I didn't like it at first. On hindsight, it's a, a brilliant design choice, and I and I'm actually really happy for that. So as you're kind of working through this, it feels very much like a tall tale. It feels very much like uh, the the legendary storyteller tall or storyteller tall tale, and I like that because this was one of those things that um. Myself and many others had been asking Mike Chapman about asking, would we ever see another tall tale? And the answer has always been kind of muddled on purpose because obviously you don't want to give away anything. But at the same time, we kind of have things in the game that are kind of doing this. So when I look at the Rogue's Legacy Adventure 10, I'm sad that this isn't something that people will be able to go back and relive the way that I did hour and a half before I went into this adventure with Tall Tale, um, with the with the uh, uh, legendary storyteller Tall Tale. And because of that, I'm hoping that there's going to be ways for folks to be able to jump in there and catch up because I know with these kind of, um, and I don't want to call them FOMO. I want to call them story engagement points because that's, to, that's what they are to me. They're story engagement points to continue the narrative for Sea of Thieves. They aren't out there to try and be like, you better log in or you're gonna miss out on the story you never know what's gonna happen because it could be cool could be could be dumb you don't know until you get in there you only got a certain amount of time and it's it's there for now maybe if you did, it could it could poof, it and it's gone i don't want to look at it like that i think that's kind of a bummer way to look at it you know it feels like it's it's manipulated and I don't want it to be manipulating I want it to be story and that's what it is for me and it's living it's a living story and I appreciate that um so as I'm kind of going through this um it's it's really interesting because I was so torn I was so and I and I apologize to Mina and I apologize to Davram who were sailing with me because I was adamant that we should follow the book the book is the guideline. We don't know what's going to happen if we go to this other location to follow this this wild goose chase of a journal that this that the Dark Brethren left us on as much as I love the Dark Brethren. Um but we ended up doing both. We ended up going both ways. And at the end of the day, I will say that I was wrong to, um, th- to dissuade my crewmates from venturing out to go check out the dark brethren courts, because in hindsight, it ended up pulling us, it ended up actually roping us back in. Um, and I appreciate that because I, I thought it was going to lead us astray. Rare didn't they, they had that kind of worked into the story. And at the end of the day, I should have trusted my crewmates more in that aspect we should have gone and done the other thing instead of being so driven on just the adventure we should have taken the chance on the uh, dark brethren journals and gone and checked those out firsthand I wanted to take a moment to talk about the uh, little bit of, of kind of puzzling that has to happen in Sea of Thieves with this adventure. Um, there specifically is one part, one leg of the of the book that it really is a little bit of a stretch. You really have to kind of think outside the box and and, and really kind of like talk yourself through what you're reading and how it correlates to the actual game. And it's it's funny because I was playing in a group um, with some Keelhauled members. Uh, we were doing a Saturday stream, and we had about six of us in the party chat. We uh, we opted to roll for a couple of brigs just to kind of have some fun. And I'll get a little bit into some of the issues that we ran into that I that I alluded to in the beginning of the episode. Um, But we were having a pretty good time with it. And I was kind of bummed out because part of me knew that some of the folks had probably done this stuff before. They'd either done it, you know, when it came out or they had been working on it when they were actually going through uh, insiders to do some testing, you know. So they kind of had an idea about what was going on, or at least they were a couple steps ahead of us. So by the time we actually got to that leg of the chapter in the Tall Tale, or not the Tall Tale, the adventure. See, I'm already already associating it with Tall Tales, but we're not going to get to keep them like Tall Tales, which... Eh, eh, eh. What can I say? Uh, (laughs) What was my thought on that? Oh, uh, so when we actually got to that point, it had already kind of been solved. And it was kind of a little bit of of a bummer. But because it was solved, they were able to kind of break down, like, what was going on. Because I was looking at it, and I was looking at it so... So focused in that I didn't broaden the scope of my vision. I didn't think about it on a bigger scale and kind of look and see, because it really does force you to really kind of think outside the box. And I and and if there's a little bit of a hint that I'll give you, make sure that you're checking out your map table, because I think that will be very helpful as you kind of work your way through this adventure Um, especially if you're just kind of like mapping stuff out and looking at where to go looking at different things islands locations things like that you're gonna you're gonna feel a little bit better if you just kind of instead of knowing where islands are looking at the map and making sure that you're familiar with locations shapes things like that it'll help trust me but as i was kind of going through this um it was very fun to actually kind of follow the compass to get the keys. And then we went to the different locations and we up, dug up the chests and that we fought the skeletons and we got everything done. And then at the very end of it, You get to go, and you get to go visit uh, Madame Olivia. You take it all back to her. Uh, You got all the keys. You shove them in the chests. You open up the chests. You get the little relics. You bring all the relics back to Madame Olivia. And when you get back to Madame Olivia, and and I'm I'm, I'm purposefully skipping out on a couple parts of the story of the actual adventure right now because I don't want everyone to figure out, like, what's going on. I want you guys all to get in there and have some fun with it on your own. Uh, But when you get back to Madame Olivia, it's great because Madame Olivia takes... All three of the little relics, which you got to do, or no, not the relics. Uh, uh, artifacts? They're things. You, you'll see. You'll see. They're, they're cool. You take the artifacts back to Madame Olivia, and she shoves them in a box... She takes, uh, skull and she, you know, cracks it open or shakes it over there and, you know, scrapes off a little bit of the mask and then spits in there and she shakes it all up and then kind of bakes it for 20 minutes on 425 degrees, uh, Fahrenheit. And then when she, you know, when you pop open the little easy bake oven in the order of souls tent, you get that nice waft of fresh spell. And, uh, she says, all right, well now we got to let it set. And you're like, wait, <laughs> What? Wait, what, are the, what was the answer? What, was the, what, what did we make? What did we get? And she's like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll tell you when the skull's ready. It's like, what do you mean? What, what are you going to tell me when the skull's ready? What is the skull? She's like, look, there are memories in this skull. And when the skull is good and ready, I will call you and we'll talk about these memories. But until then, we're going to let the skull chill. I'm like, All right, fine. It's got a cool off period. It's got a, you know, a, a four week cool down timer you gotta wait for it. Whatever. Fine. We'll be back. And that was the end of the tall tale. And Tasha, uh bless her heart. Um she is still kind of sitting there with one hand as a skeleton. If 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 y'all don't know uh Sea of loves turning people into skeletons so be careful what you touch because it's it's two outcomes it's either you turn to gold or you turn to a skeleton and one of those two is going to eventually lead you down a path where you get killed and then brought back to the order of souls so <laughs> be careful what you wish for and see if, you never know what's going to happen um, but i really did like this adventure i thought this adventure was such a good callback to the legendary storyteller, Tall Tale, and if you haven't gone through those, please do me a favor: go do the legendary storyteller, and then go do the cursed rogue. Um, and and maybe you haven't done them in a while. Maybe you maybe you haven't actually gotten a chance to do these. It's one hundred percent worth it to go back and play through those Tall Tales because it's it's a nice reminder about who Briggsy is, um, what she was like at her worst. Uh, especially given the the knowledge of just how much of a of a of a, a kick butt pirate she was out on the seas, you know, r- running her sloop into a into a kraken and killing it on on the uh, the rocks of of uh, crooked mass, you know, sailing her ship into the shores of gold alone, no help, managing to get onto the shores of gold, and then being upset because the shores of gold are not actually made of gold. But still being there, it's still fantastic. It's such a such an interesting character. And there's been so much good art from her um, that it's, it would be great if folks got a chance to really kind of make her up to be uh, the next really interesting character that we jump into. And I think that's going to go that route. I think we're going to see what's gonna happen, especially with the Dark Brethren court, figuring out what the what what kind of weird tools or what kind of powers there were to be able to change people from the skeletons that they are, the cursed skeletons that they are, and becoming human again. You know, becoming human again. Seeing if maybe that Is a good enough bargaining chip if the Dark Brethren court can get their hands on it to uh, to to kind of rip some power away from Flameheart, who potentially, from what we understand of the journal, says that he wants to become human again. Um, So maybe, you know, maybe he'll find true love. And before the last petal falls, you never know, could could be a lot of a lot of ways for him to become human again. Um, if you if you guys can't tell, I love beauty and the beast, but, uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. One of the things I wanted to toss out here as we're kind of, uh, kind of wrapping up what's going on here with the, the whole thing. Um, boy, howdy, would it be interesting if whatever the power was that could change skeletons from cursed skeletons to living flesh again, wouldn't that power be interesting if uh, if it could also bring people back from the dead. because if, you, if you, y'all take a look on some of the different islands going out on the wilds, those look like they're from the shores of Plenty. They look vibrant. and even the the atmosphere around them is bright and blue and, and really kind of reflects the less dreary aspects of the wilds. And if you know, if whatever power could do that to the islands and the wilds, Maybe there's a way for us to get DeMarco back. Maybe maybe we can rescue him using whatever this power has and we'll finally have some some solid resolution to that mystery that happened oh so long ago. What do y'all think? Is that something worth checking out? Do you think do you agree with me on this? Do you think if it can bring parts of the wild back from the dreary uh like sepia-toned <laughs> areas that it is to the shores of Plenty, could it bring DeMarco back? Hmm. Think on that. Let me know what you all think. Uh, I think that is going to do it. You know, this actually went a lot quicker than I thought it was going to do. Um, I have been having a really good time on the Sea of Thieves, uh, not engaging as much with the uh, Battle for Sea of Thieves. Um, I know a lot of folks out there have been having a heck of a time with the Battle for Sea of Thieves. A lot of people have been having a tough time um, realizing just how tough it can be with some of the issues that you run into um, with see thieves as far as the stability stuff I, I always feel for folks when they lose out on things because of a stability thing um, it's always such a bummer to lose out on a fight because something in the game happened and it, it just and it, and it caused you to sink and you lost your streak I always empathize with those people because I can imagine just how painful that would be um, but I, I gotta I hope that folks are taking away the the feeling that you know we were doing really good. It's a real bummer. It's just a game. Let's take a break. Let's hop on something else. We'll we'll give Sea of Thieves a moment to to get out of our system. You know we'll go play Vampire set Survivors for a little bit, get some achievements. You know, feel like you're you're getting yourself away from that mindset, so you're not constantly beating yourself up or being angry at something that you can't control. Because I think that's where the pain goes. I think that's when where where we get stuck. So hopefully you guys don't take it out on your crewmates don't take it out on other people um you know trying to be trying to, to to reflect on things and don't get so negative or so so upset about things it's just a game we're just here to have some fun we're just here to play pirates and if you sing someone awesome count it a victory if you're feeling strong push forward, try and get that next victory, try and get it as high a streak as you can, or how try and defend as much gold as you can. Uh, but if you feel like it's getting kind of weird, it's getting kind of antsy, take that last battle wherever it is. If it's, if if you sink, you know, walk away from it. Don't, don't feel like you gotta get back in there and try and get your next win unless you really really feel like everyone knows exactly what's going on you're feeling confident and the servers are being kind you know just just try to give yourself a breather you know give yourself a mental break because it's not worth your mental health to feel bad about a veggie game right so get out there have fun you know keep it light keep it light that's all i gotta say um anyway I think that's going to do it. Uh, yeah. Gosh, man. It feels like there. I think that's what I wanted to cover, at least. As always, if you guys have any questions, concerns, things like that, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of me. Um, I do want to, again, shout out. There are Sherpa. There is a Sherpa program in the community discord. Uh, if you if you want to find a Sherpa Sherpas, I will call on you. Um, to try and be more available. I've been seeing that, you know, the people are trying, but I haven't seen a whole lot of folks really getting a whole lot of help out there. So if you, you know, if you're, if you're a Sherpa out there, try and try and be helpful out there for, for folks, you know, you can create events, you can set up things. Um, and folks feel free to ask too, if you, if you need help with a specific thing, um, there is a find a Sherpa section that you can specifically like call out, Hey, I need help with this. I'm at this time frame in this time zone. Can someone help out with me and ping the Sherpas? You can actually ping the little tag Sherpas will have their own specific role. You can ping them and see if they'll, they'll pop up and give you a hand. Uh, otherwise there's just, um, different areas in there. You can chat with other folks. Uh, we've got some really fun channels set up for the Athena's fortune and the reapers bones folks, in case you have some good stories to tell, or in case there's something you want to jump into other than that folks, um, big news. I, I just remembered now, actually, that I think about it, SOT Fest, uh, some big news for SOT Fest. If you don't know, um, Sea of UK is having another, uh, or not UK, but uh, Sea Fest is having another UK event. It's coming out. It's going to be July 8th, which is fantastic because it's two days after my birthday, which means I am going to be taking a week off in London to celebrate my birthday, to celebrate uh, SOT Fest, and to spend some time showing my wife what London and the UK is about, because she's never been. I had such a good time last year. I'm looking forward to going. Um, I'm going to be at SOT Fest. I'm going to be there doing another uh, podcast. I'm going to be on main stage this time, as far as I know. know, pending anything happening with that. But there's something else that's going on, and I want you all to know about this. Dread Pirate Doug, he's been on the show a couple of times, so you know who he is. Dread Pirate Doug is 100% trying to come up with an SOT Fest for America, probably around Ohio. Now, I've talked to Dread uh, Pirate Doug. He has stated that he wants to make sure that he's planning around SOT Fest for the UK. Now, if you head over to raceoflegends.com, there's going to be a link and I'll put it in the show notes. This is a sign-up sheet for Uh, notifications for tickets when they become available. So he is planning an SOT Fest USA. It's going to be most likely in Columbus, Ohio, summer of 2023. I'm very excited for this. I am 100% doing whatever I can to make sure that I go to both SOT Fests because... If there's a SOT fest in the USA, I have no excuse to to not go to that as well too. If I can make it to the UK one, I should be able to make it to the US one. I've got friends all over the east coast at this point in the keel hall discord so i will 100 be uh hitting them up to see if i have if there's anything i need to know or any questions things to avoid places to eat but i'm going to be trying to go back to, to both because a i really want to support dread pirate doug he's a brilliant man he's a a, a really smart smart collaborator he knows how to do stuff um this is what he does in his regular life and i'm really excited that he's deciding to do one for the usa uh, i poked him <laughs> i poked him about it um thinking it would be funny just to kind of be like hey jug you know i mentioned that you know you should totally do this and he's like we're doing it we're we're one we're, we're going to be doing it we're going to be putting out interest so make sure you go over to the website i'll have a link in the show notes it's at race legends.com um there's the usc thieves event in interest, you click over there, you put your email in and you'll get notifications on when tickets go on sale. Um, so you, that way you don't miss out on it. Cause that would be the worst thing I would hate for folks to miss out on this, but it's, it's, I'm really looking forward to this. So, um, that's it as far as 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 news goes. As far as I'm concerned, man, there's there's always complaining out there. But you know what, people people just need to take a break and they just need to go have a snack, get a snack. If you don't have snacks, I apologize. You really should make sure that you're out there getting some snacky poos for your uh, video games and stuff and have fun with it. But pirates, I think that's going to do it. So. If you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. Head over to um, Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N or at Pod. I have two accounts on there, just for one for the podcast and one for myself. Um, you can always write into the to the actual podcast at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of the podcast through that way. Or join up on the Discord. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of us. Um, I'm I'm in most places, uh, and and I apologize if I don't friend anyone. It's it's I try and keep it just to the people that I play games with, as opposed to just having a, a huge number of folks um, that I that I don't get to talk to on a regular basis. So don't take it personally if I don't uh, immediately friend back on stuff like that. I'm I'm always I feel bad. But I also want to know, like, who are the people that I'm going to be jumping on, and, and not scrolling through a, a friends list of like 400 people, because otherwise I would, I would, and, uh, otherwise I would friend you all. <laughs> but I love you regardless. So, uh, pirates, I think that's going to. So, so, um, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves. to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at RobotsRadio.net Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. <laughs> this is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs? So it's How's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm-hmm. Hey there. I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. <laughs> so join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for Prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? Do you love the Mass Effect series? And are you looking to learn even more about Mass Effect? The things that you didn't even know that you didn't know? Well, this is your host, Tom, or Robots, and me and my co-host, N7 Legend, do a show called The Mass Effect Lorecast. It is available on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this right now. We also do it live on twitch.tv slash robotsradio, 1030 Eastern, 730 Pacific on Sunday nights. So go look it up right now, The Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to have you join us.